Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah. Talk Recorded live. Okay. Hello, everybody. Illinois Assembly meeting 228. March Marshall Robert Goss. Uh, volunteering for moderator this week. Uh, I guess we'll do a roll call right now. Uh, anybody present, uh, please sound off. David Edwards is here. Narveen Aryaputri here. Uh, John Lake here. I don't know if if I'm a member yet or whatever, but I'm just, I'm here. You're a member? Hi, John. Hey. Show, showing interest is membership, right? Yes, definitely. Joining in is, is membership, membership, yes. And you've been on the call now three, four times, as well as the yes. ones in, on uh, on Thursday, which is a wonderful thing that you're doing, John. Thank you very much for joining there. So, yes, you're very yeah. much a member. Okay. Uh, I'm okay. showing one more caller. Uh, this is Eric. Uh, I'm from Loves Park, Illinois. Eric? Yeah. Hi, Eric. How's it going? How you doing, Eric? Pretty good. All right, so it looks like we all, we have five people on the call total, including myself. Um, okay, and physically over there, there was two, um, Greg and Josh, and uh, there may be more who have joined up now. And so, are they on the uh, line? They're not on the line, though, are they? They will be uh, because oh, Ken, okay. Ken had to leave suddenly. To he has that little, you know, uh, speaker. And he had to leave suddenly because his son is uh, has appendicitis and has to go to the hospital. Oh wow! And and it's uh, really bad. Okay, well we'll give it a we'll give it a little more time for other people to call in on here then. Yeah. If we have more if we have more members present, but they're not, uh, you know, rung in on the call, then. Uh, How's the weather down there in Sangamon County? Uh, we have funnel clouds with rotation at 513, but by 530 it already moved out of the area. And they're saying this will go off and on all night, so we're still expecting wow. 70 mile an hour winds tonight. Yeah, we got a pretty nasty uh, 
we got some pretty nasty weather at, at where I'm at right now. So. I was having a problem with my computer there for a few minutes. Well, the electric's still on for now, so that's a good sign. Okay, we have a Northeast Illinois caller that just joined on. I have no idea. Uh, Who's that? Well, they're muted right now. Okay, Northeast Illinois, you just came on? Hello? Hello, North. Is that Elizabeth? It is. How are you? Hi, Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. Hello, who is that? Judge Edwards. Hello, Judge Edwards. How are you? Good, good. Hello to everybody else who's on who may not be speaking. Yeah, we have John Lake, David Edwards, Narveen, Eric, and Elizabeth, and Robert. And... Greg and Josh are in transit to get on the phone. Hello, Narveen. Hello, John. And I didn't get the last other person. Eric? Hello, Eric. Hi. How's it going? Oh, it's it's going along. Okay. <laughs> no, it's two. I have some. I know that you guys said that. Did anybody put in that car in the handicap out here? Uh, open? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you see one, anywhere in the car, you said they have a handicap. <clears throat> well, you, you, you keep messing with me. Yeah. I don't. Um, yeah, I understand. But otherwise, we'd have to add more pain to get them, you know, and that would be for hypotheticals. So Can't they make each one of these four? Okay, well, do you think we should start or? I think we should start. I don't have the agenda in front of me because I'm in the car going back. But we have a well. First, I'd like now. to read. I'd, re, I'd like to read Bivens' decision before we start the meeting. Yes. Uh, I'm going to announce by saying this meeting is private. Bearing false witness, misrepresentation, and posting inflammatory rhetoric in public forums is forbidden and shall be addressed in an appropriate manner. To eliminate all conflict and false allegations, is there anyone in in attendance at today's meeting that is a member or agent of any law enforcement agency or public agency of the federal, state, county, city, or township agencies? Is there any response to Bivens' decision the first time? Okay, this, I'd like to say again, this is a private meeting bearing false witness, misrepresentation, and posting inflammatory rhetoric in public forums is forbidden and shall be addressed in an appropriate manner. To eliminate all conflict and false allegations, is there anyone in attendance at today's meeting that is a member or agent of any law enforcement agency or public agency of the federal, state, county, city, or township presence? Is there any response to Bivens' decision the second time? I'd like to say this meeting is private. 
bearing false witness, misrepresentation, and posting inflammatory rhetoric in public forums is forbidden and shall be addressed in an appropriate manner. To eliminate all conflict and false allegations, is there anyone in attendance at today's meeting that is a member or agent of any law enforcement agency or public agency of the federal, state, county, city, or township? Is there any response to Bivens' decision the third time? Okay. Uh, I guess we will call to order the meeting. Thank you. I do have, I do have the action items in front of me. Good. Um, I'm saying, I, it's my suggestion that before we start onto any new business, we go with any unfinished, unfinished business from last week, because I know last week's meeting was cut short. I'd like to take the floor, please. Go ahead, Narveen. All those items are written on the action item. They just go down the list, and they're all mentioned there. There is nothing missing. All the finished and unfinished items are there pending on the action items, and you will see it on the action items. The first point, there are two points that I have put in before the voting and the pending items. One is a security issue, which I remember putting there. I don't have the action items in front of me because I'm driving back to the to the meeting place. Uh, I, I could, if you like, I could read the first item to you. Yes. Uh, it's item number one: security breach. Email being sent out of assembly. Assembly sure. business being circulated out of the assembly, plus misuse of the word continental. Correct. So the first part of that, the assembly, we have to make sure. I think the very fact that it has been brought up shows that some, this is something that doesn't need to be done anymore. We can't keep on harping on it. We just have to make certain that never does our email get sent out. The uh, proof for the email sent out has been circulated already on um, by email to everybody so everybody knows that there was an email that was sent out. Um, there's no need for pointing fingers. The very fact that it was done, that's bad. It's a security breach, and we must make sure that it's not going to be done again. There was another time that um, another information was being sent out. Again, so we have to just be extra careful now that all the security is tightened up. Things are getting really tough. The second part of that oh, is the word hey. continental. That, you. Yeah. That, uh, that hold, on. hold on, Arvind. Oh, I'm like, uh, okay, go ahead. The second Sorry. part of the sentence, that sentence is the word continental. We are bringing that up tomorrow at the judges and the marshals' call. The word continental is means land, and we have used that already in last year when we set our website going. It was uh, established. Nobody can then copyright a word that's already been established and is very generic. However, we don't want to use assembly time with this unnecessarily. It's just being brought up, but tomorrow there's going to be a national call addressing this very issue. Uh, 
With that, I yield. If there are no other questions or comments, we can go on to the next item. Are there any questions or comments from the assembly? Okay, let's um, go to the next item. I, I, I do have one comment. The, the point was made we have to tighten up security and we have to ensure that um, this doesn't happen again. I don't know how we can secure that since everybody has their own um, communication tool, and if they if someone steps outside of line, I can skip. I don't think you that cut, I you're don't cutting. Can't hear what you're saying. I don't think it's possible to secure uh, the process so that this never happens again. Security breaches happen all the time under the best of security conditions, and I think the best we can do is to, uh, if someone is violating their oath or if they're violating standards that have been agreed to by the assembly, that there are there should be repercussions to that. But I, I don't know how you can secure it other than I yield. I'd like to take the floor on that, please. Until now, Please. we we never had a request or a instruction put on all the emails. This time there was. Um, the fact that we are in common law in the de jure system, our honor and integrity is higher and to be expected to be very high. When we are requesting people to contain the security, that should be enough for them to recognize that, well, if somebody did it by mistake, they didn't realize that now if they've been told that this is something that should be enough, if anybody does do it again, then we can address it at, this, at that time. But I expect everybody's very honorable, and they will not now that they've been told not to. I yield. If I may, this is Robert. Um, yeah, I, I think we can move on from that right now because uh, the point is clear, I believe, for everybody. And uh, the next time we do have an issue like that, um, I, I just suggest that we bring it up formally as a complaint. Uh, and if it's worth triggering investigation, then we will proceed forward may uh, I with that. Have, may I, if I may, uh, for a point of clarification, does this notation um, that is being made mean that Assembly members are not permitted to discuss or interact with each other on email um, with regards to some of these issues. I believe I, I believe the way it's written is that, that that specific email is not allowed to be forwarded to anyone. Correct. So as long as everybody in the assembly receives the email. Uh, and it says that on top, you're not allowed to forward it to anybody, even other assembly members. Uh, and, and we just hope that uh, that these emails will go to everyone so nobody's left out and has to nobody, ask for one. Nobody's ever locked out. But I need to also address what Elizabeth just said. There is a certain um, sense if something is private, then obviously it's not going to be discussed. That's the whole thing about the Bevins, that if something is private, you just keep it private. You're not discussing it with anybody. You're not going Correct. to violate the 
essence of the assembly. We've got to get forward with the assembly. We can't be, you know, running, spinning wheels like this. Correct. So let's move forward. Okay. Uh, the next item on the assembly is uh, Narveen mentioned that there's going to be a guest, Stephen Nosbig Gibson, to join at 7.30 Central Time after our business meeting to discuss his progress on unity through solutions and common law in 50 states. Now, yes. I'm not personally familiar with unity through solutions, so maybe Narveen, if you want to explain that to us, what exactly that is. He will because we uh, we just have to move on with the others. It's a phenomenal system, and he's very very good with the um, uh, the the internet and so uh, with the search engines. And he has got the work that he has done moved up in the top seven positions. So it, it, so he'll tell you about that at seven thirty when. Okay. Uh, when we are uh, when uh, when we're going, let's go on to the next one. Are there are there any questions about that number two before we move on? Come let's sit down. No concerns. Okay, we'll move on then. Uh, it says number one, structure progress with the handbook follow up is uh, Zen Master or Reverend Stevan by any chance? They. They are supposed to be on. They know about it, and they um, um, they've uh, given a lot of progress work about it. But uh, I don't know if they're on right now. If I may, I just got a message from Steve. He is uh, he was looking for the phone number. Apparently, he was having difficulty finding it. So he's probably going to be calling in right now. Okay, great. And then uh, I guess we can push that until we get the guys that are working on the handbook on the phone. Uh, would we like to move forward then? Yeah, let's just go ahead. We can come back to that. Okay, uh, it says uh, number uh, letter E, publicity and increasing assembly members, uh, new members and suggestions, and voting on uh, the Saturday state venue, which I believe is also going to be involving Zen Master Dave and Reverend Steve. So without them on the call, would we like to wait for them for that as well? I'd like to approach the floor on that. Uh, we, we have we have to select the... Uh, they don't mind which weekend. The biggest thing that we have to do is select which week we need to decide on. Um, so by the way, uh, I'm here. Greg is here. Say hello. Hi. And Josh. Hello. And so Josh Wheeler and Greg Becker are here, and um, so the issue, right the issue that we have to, we've gone through the top um, uh, genders and we are on an item E on the publicity new members. So which Saturday we don't have to decide it now because we don't have so many people on the on the call. But which Saturday are we going to work? Second Saturday, third Saturday. Or do we make different Saturdays every month? Um, you um, have to see. Josh has got little kids in softball, and so there are some issues. I yield. If if I if I may uh, if I may, this is Robert. If I can make a suggestion that we do not do it on Memorial Day weekend, uh, that would be great. Yes. Because I yes. won't I won't I won't be able to attend. And honestly, uh, 
each month to month it'll be pending for me with work uh, and stuff like that. So uh, if I can uh, plan it far enough ahead of time, I, I'll be able to attend hopefully in, in, at least uh, one or two of these maybe, um, depending on where it's at. But, uh, you know, other than that, I, if we can avoid Memorial Day weekend, uh, I would appreciate that. Um, may I approach the floor, please? Please. Um, I'm suggesting it would be kind of uh, more kind to everybody's schedule that we decide at the beginning of the month which month, which Saturday we are going to go out and see the one that works instead of having the same Saturday every time. Uh, it just seems to work. Uh, okay. Uh, you're on item item E over here. Greg wants to know what we're talking about. You're on item E. You can call in right now if you want on that number. Where's item oh, Okay. Okay. This is in public. So we're in public. So we decide. We have to decide which Saturday we go out to different parts of the state, uh, different counties to talk about what we are doing and recruit people. Michigan does that. They do it uh, in, in certain counties all over the state. And we get our stuff together a little better before we do that? Yeah, but we're, right now a lot of people don't even know about common law. Yeah, so we, we're still in infancy stage. Yes, we are. And we need to bring others to infancy stage too. So some of the other counties, La Mercer County, uh, Erie County, they've been asking us, and we've not yet followed through. So because we were not ready, but uh, you know. So um, can we leave it pending so far? Nobody seems to be um, have, have has decided on a special day. That sounds fine with me. Okay. I may. Please. I'm sorry, I didn't hear the question. What was the question? I, I, a suggestion that um, is right. Go ahead. You're going in and out, David. Is this any better? You know, we have. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. I think Narveen's idea and suggestion is right on track with figuring that out at the first of each month instead of setting a specific weekend each month because we never know what's going to happen with our schedules um, in the future. So if we just stay with her idea of figuring that out with the first meeting of each month, that's probably going to be our most reliable effort. It's kind of, <laughs> you know, for everyone. Okay, let's go on to the next one. I, um, uh, before we before we start, we have another caller from Northwest Illinois. Uh, was that uh, Greg, by any chance? Greg, you just called in? No. 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 Okay, no. I have a, there's another Steve? caller on the line. Is that oh, Steve? Yeah, Steve, Steve, Steve just called in. Oh, Steve. Hello, Steve. Okay, good. This is, I'm sorry about delaying you because of that. Um, I apologize because... It just went crazy. Michael Hamilton was on the phone. I had so many people on the phone, and I, I've lost my um, charger. And so I thought it was in the library, and I went back for it. Anyway, let's go forward. I've, I have made um, a proposal 
a suggestion to vote Marsha Rob, Robert Gass, who is now the moderator, as chief marshal. We need a chief marshal desperately, and we need uh, to have that. And I'd like to vote him in. He's volunteered. He's very efficient, and he's very... Um, how do you put it? When you're totally aligned with something that he knows what he's doing, he's very active in it, he's taking all the effort, and he's done all the paperwork. The paperwork has been filed all the way with John Kerry's office, and so he's got, he showed us the paperwork, everything is done, and so I vote that he will be the uh, chief marshal. His term will go now all the way through 18. Um, July 4th is when we take the voting, so it'll go from now all the way through 18 because there's no point with this, just a few months. So otherwise it's supposed to go July 4th, 17 to 18, but you know, we're just getting started here and we're getting, we're still wet behind the ears. So if anybody can second that, I'd like to get that through and then he can I'll take second it. Good. That's wonderful. Oh, for the love of Pete. Are we, are, are we talking about the same guy, Robert, there? Because I'll second or third it or whatever you need. Is that Steve? Yeah, that's me. Steve? Okay. All right. All right. Is there that's anybody that's opposed? Yes. I'm opposed. First of all, the guy hasn't been vetted. I don't even know who this guy is. Oh, I've been vetted, sir. Uh, I don't know who you are, and I haven't heard much about you at all. Uh, My ID has been given to the assembly. Um, you I'm didn't read through Haywood. I, I can tell you who I am if you like. We send all the emails out. You don't read it. What am I supposed to do? I have to hand do everything for you. I send it to you. It's okay. By May. You got it. I, I think that... Uh, um, I I think that this this situation right here um, can be eliminated in the future if we go back to the suggestions um, that were made quite a while back about uh, following Robert's rules of orders. That way, when you have somebody um, that presents something, but um, everybody will have an opportunity to uh, um, to second it, and then it'll go to a decision or go to a a discussion before the vote. That way, if there's any questions in anybody's mind before the vote, they can be taken up in that decision. And if it's something that needs to be moved forward to give time for a uh, more discussion or decision, but um, we can, uh, that'll be a part of the process. But uh, right now, that's something we're going to have to look toward um, toward the future on. But um, but right now, we got the issue. But uh, Robert's been very, um, very active and very on top of things. He has completed um, the process with recording his oaths but, um, and accepted by the assembly. But um, So at this point, we can just get the input of anybody that, um, that's not uh, – anybody that's – not on board with this. We can get the discussion part out of the way right now before we um, before we put it to a vote. But, um, but I uh, 
I myself am very, very confident with uh, um, with Robert and with his abilities um, because I've been seeing um, from day to day for the last couple of weeks um, what he's been uh, what he's been doing and some of the things that he's got in mind to benefit this assembly and specifically the marshals program overall. And with that, I'll yield. I'd like to take the floor, please. Um, I suggest very strongly I support Robert Gass to be the chief marshal. He has shown his tremendous interest as well as how active in what he's doing. He takes his work very, very seriously in addition to all the paperwork that he has done. So far, everyone that is on the phone call has voted for him. If there's anybody who's against him, please go ahead and say something. Otherwise, I would vote that we pass this. And I have one more thing to say. I had to deal personally with so many difficulties. I had to stop everything and deal with it myself because there was no chief marshal. So they called me, and then I had to deal with all of the problems we had with Hayward and this Illinois thing and all of the problems. I shouldn't have to do that. The chief marshal needs to handle that. Is this the guy that's against the sanctuary city? No. No, that's different. You're you're mixing up. No, that's his uncle. You don't know. And that he's right about the sanctuary city. You are against it, too. That's somebody else. That's somebody else. Okay, well, so with that, I, I, I would proceed with the vote. No, if there's something that you, you want to say. Yeah, yes, I do. Go ahead and say. Okay, I've been sick for two weeks. This is Greg Becker. I've been sick for two weeks, and uh, that's one of the reasons that I am not up on this, as I should be. Um, from what everyone else is saying, it seems like the guy knows what he's doing. But the other thing that I have against this fact is, uh, is that uh, he, he isn't, here and i would like to have people that i can see and talk with well, you signed are, my oath <laughs> sorry yeah, Greg. <laughs> yeah i <laughs> no i remember you but you're you're yeah, not you doing? yeah i understand you, you and uh i was in the public office investigations division uh when i was uh in the service a long time ago with the government and uh i'm I have not done investigations for quite some time, but I know what it is uh, when we get people in here that uh, we shouldn't have in here because we've done that already. And I just, uh, I'm leery of, of I, I'm not saying that you're, you're not right for the position, but uh, I'm leery and, and I have misgivings about somebody that I don't know. And so uh, I'm going to yield uh, the floor. Where where are you from anyway? I'm in Will County, Illinois, uh, near Joliet. I've, tri- I've, 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 I've yeah, I've been out. I've been out to Moline a couple times. I was there a couple. Uh, what about a month ago on Saturday when we had that meeting? Yeah. Well, and then I was there. No. What do you do for uh, work? Do you work? Yes, I do. I I own a home inspection business and I'm a union electrician. Okay. All right. I yield. Can I can I approach the floor, please? I want to address the issue that Greg just brought up, that you are not here locally. This is a state assembly. It doesn't have to be Rock Island County. It's to our advantage to have people from as many counties as possible. 
because that makes the state assembly more strong and valid. We are going to have another county uh, assembly that's only for Rock Island County, and that will be only Rock Island members. But this is a state assembly, so I feel that that is something that cannot be held of any value about his, him not being here. We need him to be outside of the area, actually. I yield. Okay. I'm not going to cause any more issue over this. Uh, I'm not going to make the decision, though. You people are going to make the decision. I will work with him, in fact, if that's what happens. In fact, you'd be very good to work with him because of your experience, Greg. And I suggest that he could be of assistance to you, Robert. But I vote that he is that we carry this uh, that, he's, that uh, with uh, Robert to be the chief marshal. We carry this and go and move forward. Greg can be of great assistance to him, and you can work together. I'll give you his number. All right, he's agreed, and so let's carry this forward. Um, uh, let's go to the next issue. Is the 6.30 timing still all right, or do you want to go to 7 o'clock for, um, um, for summertime? Don't care. It's, it's okay, but both ways. Everybody here, any, on the phone, anybody else? Uh, if I may. Yeah. Uh, this is Robert. I, the reason, uh, you know, I think we switched over to 6.30 when, when everybody wanted to get on the marshal's call, and it, it just kind of seemed uh, appropriate at the time so that we can, you know, so that the marshals can get on the marshal call at, at a reasonable amount of time after this meeting. But, um, you know, it's it's up to the assembly, uh, whoever's, whoever's more comfortable. I, it, it, in my opinion, the majority, uh, whatever the majority says, but I'll, I'll yes. still say 6.30 would be a good time for me. We can leave it at 6.30 now. By the way, the marshal call, there are going to be some changes, and you will see the changes tomorrow, uh, Robert, when you're on the phone call. So I wouldn't worry about that. In the meantime, 6.30 is fine. You know, okay. uh, if, if I... a change, we'll make a change. We're not, we're not that stuck in stone. Uh, if I may address the assembly, this is uh, Marshal Robert. Um, yeah. I'd just like to say, I mean, so is the the vote went through then. We're good with this? Yeah. Everybody's fine? There's no objections? Okay. No. I just want to say, as, as my first order of business, as, as a uh, state chief marshal, I, I'm going to make it a point. I want to get to know everybody personally that's a member of the assembly. Um so yeah, if I, you know, anybody whose phone numbers I don't have, or I, I have a list that Narveen gave me, and I'll do my best to contact everyone on it, just to Thank see, you. you know, I, I'd like to take kind of a, I'd like to take kind of a roll call because I know we have uh, like 32, 33 people on the email, yet we only have about seven, eight people on the call here. So I, I, I do want to contact everybody and you know see where they stand, see what they can, you know provide to the assembly if they can participate or whatnot. And, yeah, Greg, if you'd like to help out, that would be awesome. Yes, he will. So, and thank but you I'd, so I'd much definitely like to get a, I definitely like to get some phone time in with you, Greg, uh, sooner rather than later. I'll, I'll give you the numbers. And thank you for saying that because I feel this huge burden off my back. Thank you. Sure, I yield. All right, so the venue, is it all right to have it at the Moline Commercial Club, or do you want the library no, or somewhere else? No, we can. So, okay, Greg wants to have it somewhere else, but we cannot have, we don't know where. Oh, yeah. 
And so until then, we're just going to meet over here. And then you, I'll get you a key so that you're not standing, you know. All right. Um, the decision. Now we have to do the, some tough uh, situation and watch the time because anything that's not done by uh, 7.30, then we can go on and uh, produce it for the next, uh, carry it forward for the next week uh, because Stephen is going to give some very valuable information and you want that information to keep a forward movement going and not get bogged down. So we have one issue, the first rule, uh, uh, I'm handing the, uh, I shouldn't to be saying that. Robert, you need to be saying this. So go ahead and read the next action item, please. Uh, before I do that, is, uh, so we have Steve uh, Bayachi and uh, Zenmaster on the phone right now. No. They must be muted out. Oh, yeah, I got, well, they might have muted themselves out. Um, so I thought maybe we can go back to discussing what they, you know, what they were going to input for the handbook or whatnot, but uh, we'll wait for well, that. Handbook, uh, sorry, I was muted out. Oh, go ahead. Uh, the handbook, there's two more sections waiting to be done. Uh, probably the end of this next week, or the beginning of next, or the beginning of the following week. I'm thinking. Good. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think Dave went over everything that uh, is going to be in the handbook. So, uh, you know, if anybody had any questions about that, you can put those forward now. Anybody have any input they'd like? Any questions or input? No, we're just eagerly waiting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll move on then. Uh, decisions for the assembly, voting on pending items, uh, structure rules to be discussed and voted on and to be added, possibly added to, uh, to be added to the manual. Uh, number one rule, uh, a former oath negates the successive oath. Do we uphold that rule in Illinois? I would like to open that to discussion and find out exactly what oaths we're talking about, if that's all right with everybody else. Well, I'd like to uh, open it up by saying <clears throat> there might be some problems and some rules and regulations of the former oath that need to be corrected and therefore an the uh, next oath would do uh, just that, correct the former oath, uh, if there has been a mistake made, uh, whether it be as little as a uh, capitalization of the name and or uh, some type of uh, situation that involves the person's liabilities uh, for doing what he, uh, he is supposed to be doing. And... I think corrections should be allowed uh, because people make mistakes. So I'll leave it there. That's Greg? Yes. Okay. So do we have any examples on that, or uh, what oath are we talking about, if you don't mind me asking? 
Well, the uh, oaths across the United States are, as we very well know, are different in different locales. Uh, we're following the uh, Michigan Assembly's uh, rules and regulations right now, and then we're adding to it as far as the Illinois Assembly is concerned if we feel that it is best to do so. Uh, again, my statement stands concerning the fact that if a person makes a mistake in the oath, if this were to pass, he wouldn't be able to change that. And I think that that's a mistake. I yield. You want something? Anybody else? Uh, may I approach the floor about this? Please. Yeah, we may uh, we may have to discuss this any further uh, uh, yeah. to discuss it further because it's a very serious question. If you have an oath before, then the standard rule is that no oath after can follow, and otherwise uh, there are issues. So this is something that we'll just have to keep it pending uh, because I don't think we are ready to make a discussion. We have to think about this a little bit. And we've, yeah, he wants to know the law on this. So I, I, I suggest that we may. pending. If I may. Who is it? This is Judge Edwards. Please. Okay. Um, I'm not sure specifically where this is going, but um, there seems to be a, a misperception that uh, if there's an oath taken, that, um, then that's always going to supersede any oath that follows that. And that's a misperception. That's exactly the opposite of um, of the standard. If there is a newly implemented or revised oath, then it's always going to supersede any oath that was taken prior to that. Yeah, that's that's what I would. That think. makes sense. I feel that this is some thinking that still needs to be done on this, and I feel we should keep it pending. We don't. There is no need to rush into a, a decision right now, and then it's hard to reverse decisions that the assembly makes. But I feel and that this, uh, there, we can keep it pending. Yeah, if I may, this is Robert. I uh, maybe we can get this uh, some kind of draft on this subject going. Yes. Uh, you know, get it on paper and, uh, uh, you know, a discussion form on, on paper and uh, get a little more detailed on this. Because <clears throat> the, the the question I have is I I just see this on the action items and I'm not really sure what this is regarding. Are, are we talking about a maybe a misprint in like a martial oath and now somebody's doomed to live that martial oath the rest of their life if there is a misprint in it or a misspelled word or something? Or are we talking about somebody that worked for the FBI who now wants to be a judge or an administrator? It's kind of vague. So that's kind of right. where, why, I'm, that's, why I'm asking. That's right. We've got to keep it pending. Well, I think on most of these we need to elaborate and some more work on Okay. Okay. Josh, can you say that loud, more loud? It says your voice, not I didn't say everything that, that we're supposed to vote on tonight. I think it would be better to do a little more homework on or elaborate on them. Cause, I mean, okay. 
I, I, I support what Josh is saying. And uh, all of these rules we have to um, uh, elaborate on, as you were saying. And we. There's some more depth on them or details. Please. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, and then so let's all of these rules on all of these notes, put them on to uh, to um, elab to have it some more elaborated, more detail on that, and then we can think about it. And I like that, frankly, because I think that we are all thinking people, adults who do things sensibly and think things over, and it it feels right for me instead of doing a rush decision. I would like to add something regarding the oath scenario that is between when we're talking about previous oaths taken and the difference between that and secret oaths, the types of secret oaths that John F. Kennedy spoke about so fluently in his speech about that it is repugnant, that secrecy in and of itself is repugnant. Now, if we're talking about secret oaths, that's a whole entirely different subject. So if you want that Agreed. put into the handbook, I could I could put that into the handbook that secret oaths or something to the extent that secret oaths shall not be tolerated. If one is found out to have had or taken a secret oath to something else that would supersede or diminish or destroy or alter the oath that they would take regarding any duty that they have as one of the people in a grand jury or in whatever other manner it may be in, that could be something that I could place into the manual. But I just wanted to open that up and make sure that's part of what we were talking about to cover it. I would second, third, and fourth that. That is that's an excellent, excellent suggestion. Because the secret didn't even occur to me. Right, and that's what we're dealing with with the vast majority of the problems that we have in this this war between Roman civil law and common law. And that was specifically why that's specifically why he said that in his speech. Kennedy Kennedy yep. knew that all of these people were taking secret oaths to secret societies that superseded their public oath. And that was something that he was trying to bring up to everyone. And since we brought up the subject of oaths, I thought it was important to cover that. We're going to have the problem, I think. Correct. And so we'll, we'll, we are going to put this pending, and we are going to address this. And thank you for bringing up the issues of uh, the secret order and the various uh, ramifications. Um, those are very important. And so we're going to we're going to uh, we're going to look at this now. Uh, let's go before we go to the other business. I'd like to bring something up that happened, which is neither security issue, but it's an issue that affects everybody. I only have one copy here that you all can take with you and then uh, look at it. But I will send it to you by email. There was a public notice that was put by a really nasty woman uh, by the name of Lotus, and uh, she uh, addressed Michael Hamilton, Judge Hamilton, that man, and has brought up some issues against the grand jury as well as 
the position of the judge and the de jure government and has placed this out in the public. It's not something that's going to affect us per se in Illinois, but it affects everybody in the de jure restoration. You need to look at it. I sent it to uh, Roger Dowdell, who is my peer in Illinois. He's uh, not in Illinois, in Florida, sorry. He is the jury commissioner in Florida, and he gave an excellent, excellent response to it, response to it, sorry. I will send that to you. And this afternoon, Michael Hamilton gave a response, which is excellent. A little long, but it's excellent. And I will send that to you also. So you can see all three, uh, the public notice, the response by Roger Dowdell, and then the response by Michael Hamilton. Um, this has been generated because of all the bad blood and all the, um, I think it's de facto stuff that is occurring between the marshals and it's very serious and something's going to have to be changed and tomorrow they're going to be addressing that. With that, that's all I'm going to say right now, but I'll send it an email so everybody has it. If you read your email, I yield. This is, this is, yeah, you can take it. That's, and that's, I don't have it. Uh, here is the public notice. And then here's Roger Dowdell and Michael Hamilton. I can, I can um, number them so that you can have it numbered. Let me number it. Okay. All right. So that's all. And so let's go on to the other business. The next county to begin. Erie County with Jim, he was very interested. Uh, the issue that has not been decided as yet is the use of the 1818 map. And if you use the 1818 map, Michigan has done an amazing job in helping us about the geography of Illinois at that time. And if you look at the 1818 map, then it's totally different. Robert, you had talked about the um, uh, the map before 1871 or 1861 or something. Right. Uh, yeah, it kind of turns it into it, it. The state's more broken down into regions at that point. There's a huge eastern region. There's a central region. All these go from Wisconsin down to uh, almost the, I would say about the the bottom quarter of the state, and then uh, it shows. Uh, many counties down south, but uh, let me just, I want to pull it up real quick. Uh, give me one second. Michigan is taking a lot of effort in helping us. <clears throat> They're very, very sweet. And they, they've given us the links for all of the uh, maps, and they found some other information that is important for all of America was the um, document that actually triggered the founding fathers to come to America. It's a fascinating document that they read to us last Thursday. Um, I'm at this moment while he's while, while Robert is getting the information. I please I, on your email is Michigan's number. Please join the call. It's only an hour, 6.30 to 7.30 on Thursday. It's very uh, informative. So uh, if, if, you, if you like to, then um, 
I, it'll reduce the amount of emails that we have to send out to to send you the information they send out to us. Uh, Narveen, if I may, this is Robert. Um, regarding that uh, last week's call uh, for Michigan, I know I think there was only three of us on that call, and I, you know, I just want to say to everybody that these these guys are doing a lot of work, and it's really interesting. They're they're basically a, a group of historians who are, uh, I mean, they've they've dug deeper than I've ever imagined digging as, as far as this stuff goes. So on the first call, I mean, I was just completely mesmerized as they were going through their presentation, and the stuff I was learning was just fantastic. Um, I really suggest that, you know, if, if you have the ability to get on it, please get on that call because you won't be disappointed. Uh, if you're not a history buff, which I think most of us are kind mostly uh, at least a little bit of history buffs or we wouldn't be here right now, but uh, uh, very informative and uh, very, very well-organized uh, presentations that they're given, and it's fantastic. Uh, going on to this county map of 1818, um, we have a lot of kind of – anybody can look this up. Just type in Illinois County Map 1818, and you'll see exactly the same thing. Uh, we got basically Crawford County, which is mostly the east, uh, northeast part of the state. Madison County, which is mostly the north or north and central west. Bond County, which is a line that runs straight down the middle, and then we have about a dozen counties down below. Uh, maybe yeah, eleven or twelve counties down below there. But uh, I don't know if we would be if we can assemble like this. Would I? You know, it would be great because then we, you know, we wouldn't need as many assemblies in the state. But uh, when it comes down to it, it is it going to be recognized? Uh, you know when we when we uh when we come up against it so that's my question i have for everybody i'd like well to i would say the county that's that's a county that's can that's already up and running as far as the population is concerned they have one duly elected sheriff and that's your executive officer that needs to get the instructions or the demands from the grand jury to go out and get witnesses subpoenaed, you know, that's the, that's your executive officer that you give the subpoenas from the grand jury to, to go collect documents or whatever else. So the idea of being able or needing to revert back to, because counties are just based upon the population that can be, correct. It, it's not, it, the, the geographical part of it is, is really irrelevant. Um, it's all about the, it's about the, it's it's the population of the polis, and the polis is the understanding the the Greek understanding of what the political body or the the sovereignty of the area is based in. Uh, in Greece, it used to be called the polis. In in England, before William the Conqueror came over in 1066, they were called they were called uh, courts of a hundred or the hundred courts. That's what the the hundred became the county. And it was a it was a change of, of, of from common law to feudalism and Roman civil law, but I don't need to get into all that. But this, it, regardless of what you call it, it's just the the group of people in the county that are deciding to do something, and that can even be at some point in time possibly split between a north and a south of a of a particular county that maybe the people in the southern part of a county are having difficulties with, say, two or three different cities or municipalities that they have to deal with, and 
there's an entirely different set of circumstances dealing with something that's going wrong in the northern part of the county, they can have two grand juries at the same time. Uh, But the sheriff is going to have to be subservient to to them both at the same time. So geographically, I I don't find that it makes any difference at all, historically or lawfully um, at the moment. So. Well, uh, if I can speak, uh, let us at least decide which is the next county that we are going towards. And then, you know, we can start making some progress. Um, in the meantime, while we are deciding which map to, well, that's the way I do things. I'll just, you know, get things going. Because we have decided which map. Officially, I think we're supposed to take 1818. What Michigan did was take their original map, go the nine counties, and the rest, the northern area, was, which is part of the Northwest Ordinance. They called it the, the uh, Mackinac Territories, is what it used to be called at that time. So they upheld the Mackinac Territories, and they have nine counties that they have settled, which were active at that time. So it's a decision we have to make. We'll just keep it pending and table it. Okay. All right. It's getting time to 7.30. We're moving quite long. Let me send him a text and tell him to uh, that he can give us a call. Yeah, he'll be he'll be getting uh, on this. It's very important, and I don't know if he's going to mention this, but I might as well mention it, that uh, when you look up common law, there are a couple of uh, venues that come right up, and they've occupied the top spaces. And one of them is NLA. They're not letting go of the top spaces. They control the narrative. And so it's very important to be able to see how we can get the narrative and control our narrative. So there's nobody trying to dislodge common law. Well, if I may, again, I think the biggest thing uh, with NLA is basically that's all they are is uh, a revenue-generating organization that I that I believe at this point is uh you know just convincing um you know basically you know I don't know what you want to call uh everybody that's involved in it. but it's like it it might be something that people get involved with when they're just learning about stuff when they're just learning about common law and and then they get oh yeah here give us five ten bucks a month or whatever and you could be a member and then you know you'll be free and all this but we all really know that it's not and it seems to me like it's just a kind of a revenue generating business for this Duresh guy. Um, I think the real thing that's going to separate us, I mean, it's always nice to see, uh, you know, a number one hit on Google. That's for sure. I mean, anybody would be proud to have that. And I, I, if we had it, that would be great. But I think the real thing that's going to set us apart and make us stand out is that we're going to be an actual common law grand jury and we're going to actually be able to do things and make a difference and, you know, uphold the Constitution, uphold the 
the Bill of Rights, and it's just the way I see it. That's kind of why I'm here, because I believe that we have the power as an assembly to to make the right happen as opposed to what's been going on instead of just running around, you know, waving Gasden flags and saying Second Amendment. I mean, we, we could really make a difference as far as I'm concerned. I yield. Part of the problem that we had heard, that I had heard from uh, uh, what is going on with them, is that they were taking on cases that actually made the grand jury look stupid. Stupid cases that act, that were going against what the grand jury is supposed to do and what common law uh, would do. But um, actually, Zen Master and Steve are more experienced with the NLA, and so they can give us their input about it because all I know is from what people have told me. I don't have personal experience. Yeah, I was, uh, I was I, well, still am good friends with the woman who ran NLA in Wisconsin. She was the state coordinator for NLA. And she did it whilst asking me questions about what should they be doing and how should they be changing it. And I would give her the suggestions as best I could at the time because I was actually focusing on more uh, people's criminal issues and mortgages back then. But all, all they were having her do was sending out a tremendous amount of mailings. I've never heard of one single case or one single indictment that that they've ever done to a grand jury of 25 or more anywhere. If there has been one, I've never heard of it. But if they did take a case or two or an indictment or two and they went ahead and created a true bill on it when they either didn't have the information, didn't have the the evidence, or it was something based upon fraud or repercussions or somebody's somebody's threatening one way or the other, then I have no idea. But it, if they did, if they did it incorrectly, that to me just goes to show that they didn't take the time to do it correctly. So that's, that's just going to be a decision of ours to do correctly instead of incorrectly. One, four, three. Steve Gibson joining. I, I agree. Okay. That's it. Thank you. Hey, Nas, Thank you. how are you? Steve? Yes. Your pin was not recognized or is being used by another caller. You are now joining the call. Okay. Are you are you there? Yes. Okay. Steve, um, all right, here's Steve, and you'll have to turn that off. We are talking too much. Greg was trying to get online, and so just turn that off. All right, um, so Steve, here is everybody. Just introduce yourselves to Steve. Steve Gibson is from North Carolina, has enormous experience in the Internet. We have um, over here, you have me here, and then Greg. Greg Becker. Hello to Steve. Hello, Steve. Josh Weaver. Oh. Okay. Nice to meet all of you gentlemen. Likewise. 
So just tell us a little bit about what you are, what you're doing with with uh, People's Grand Jury, and then let us know a little bit about Unity through Solutions. However, you, whatever you like to do. This is a closed call. It's a private call. There's nobody listening in. It's just a few of us over here. So. Okay. Yeah. And the rest of the Illinois and Michigan consortium um, pleasure to address you. Um, I fancy myself as a self-taught SEO SEM specialist. The SEO stands for search engine optimization. The SEM stands for search engine marketing. <laughs> We've entered a stage of modern discourse it's probably best described as narrative warfare. Uh, the bulk of a person's social behaviors are meant to defend and, and probably propagate ideas that the narrative is composed of simple memes and stories, easily communicated without deeper thought and which are derived from, from an ideological foundation. So, when we are attempting to convey a very complex issue and uh, you only need to do a Google search and you see many different explanations of the common law grand juries, some of it correct, most of it not. So someone new to the net is unable to sift through to find clarity. And this is one of the things that I appreciate so Marvine. She is very specific, very detailed, and very exacting in her coaching of me to make sure that my wording is correct and so that as we go forward with the project that I'm going to describe to you, wherever a person comes from, in any part of the United States, they will be able to see a consistent, correct message and information that educates them regarding the common law jury. Now, one of the things that our goal should be is to absolutely dominate the narrative in such a way that we maximize the opportunities to overwhelm any other current internet platform in favor of our talking points. In other words, our talking points are the education pieces, the Williams versus U.S., the understanding of the Magna Carta, the understanding of our sovereignty, the understanding of the uniqueness of our nation's government, so that we can have ready when the liberal left attacks us. Right now, there's not a deal of attack going on because the people that are trying to get the message out are fighting among themselves. Um, there's a group, National, Narveen, will you help me with this? The NLGA? The National, National Liberty uh, Alliance, and then you have the CLGJ, which is our Web, um, our email, Common Law Grand Jury, which is our email, but somebody else is also using it, and we think that it's uh, being used by somebody who's in the NLA, which is the National Liberty Alliance. 
and I'm not sure of the motives of the National Liberty Alliance, but they are um, they are doing a wonderful job of spreading their information, whether it's factual, whether it's accurate, uh, whether it's movement. I can't see and I can't tell, and I'll leave that to people that have been longer in this in the fight than I have. That we will develop talking points and supporting arguments that have been tested. Uh, we have started the narrative with peoplesgrandjuries.org. Once those talking points are fully developed, we will use them over and over again. One of the problems that people face when they're dealing with social media is they forget that this is a form of advertising. And advertising must be shared with the people over and over again. It's small, bite-sized chunks that they can understand and relate to. So the intention will be to move from one website to as many uh, cooperative websites as we can get. Uh, we will train anyone that wants to be a blogger. We know how to do it. And it's very, very inexpensive to put up your own blog, and we can have you ready in 45 minutes. We will develop 50 state Facebook pages, similar to Common Law Grand Jury for South Carolina and Common Law Grand Jury for North Carolina. We will have 48 more of those on Facebook. We will then develop digital aggregator newspapers which will take the posts that are developed from Narveen's site and from our site and from those that she deems uh, correct, and we will push this out through about 500 newspapers, and we will dominate this landscape in about three months. Now, you may say, well, can you do that? We did it correctly for a gentleman who is going to be running for the presidency in 2020, he wanted it done for his tagline, Unity Through Solutions, which is similar to Make America Great Again with Trump. And if you would do a Google search when we get off the call of Unity Through Solutions, you'll notice that we control 12 of the 15 Google returns. So we can do this. It's helpful if we have some assistance from people like yourself, but it's not necessary. And once I get it done, I will turn it over to Narveen and her people, and you guys can continue to make it grow and, and prosper. I'll answer any questions that you may have. Uh, this is Greg Becker. I've got a question for you. <clears throat> can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Uh, you said you're going to put out all this information uh, concerning the rules and regulations of the common law grand jury and and how we're to spread the word and what we're to say uh, against the uh, liberal media and the other people that are trying to trash uh, the uh, fourth branch of government. I have two questions. When are you going to do this? And when are we going to <coughs> receive the uh, hard copy so that we can study it ourselves? Uh, good questions. Uh, we've already started it. You can Google and go to peoplesgrandjuries.org, and you'll receive the talking points from the website. 
So you go there, you see that we've got a new post, that's where you get it. People's Grand Jury, right, Steve? People, people's Grand Jury, juries.org. People's Grand Jury.org. That's the. Jury uh, is plural. It is uh-huh. plural. People's Grand Juries.org. We already okay. have the hashtag at Twitter and we already have the hashtag at Facebook. Okay. Very good. Very good. And you're going to be controlling that narrative. Uh, but I'm counting on you to really feed to make sure that all of the information is correct as presented. Yes. Yes, and that's the reason why I asked you to come on this assembly is because it won't just be me, Stephen. It's going to be the group of us, and uh, the person who spoke, I want you to, um, to, to hear his voice. His name is Zen Master, and uh, Steve, Reverend Steve, they have done a lot of this work already, and they're writing the manual for Illinois for the grand jury, the procedures, and all of that. So, of course, that will be too detailed for for the people's grand jury, but extracts, I'll work with them, and we'll take extracts out, and then we'll send them to you, and we can start releasing that. Absolutely. And, again, any people that Narveen has uh, indicated are welcome to participate and push into the web blog, it would be advantageous as soon as we get one of them working that we create another. And ideally, it would be ideal if we had 50 of these web blogs all saying the same thing with the difference being that it's coming from your individual state. So you would pepper the the landscape, if you will, with local information that is relevant to how successful you're being on your Uh, county uh, efforts on your state efforts, and then that gives you the opportunity to overlay and to repeat the information. So ideally, you would give me an individual that you want to manage your state. Their social media, we would train them in SEOSEM. We would set them up on a blog, teach them how to use it and how to create it, we would give them 10 ad- digital aggregated newspapers and we'd give them control of the state Facebook page. I may. Yes, please identify who hey. you are. This is Dave Edwards. Hey, Nas, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. We didn't get a chance to talk on the phone a couple of weeks ago like we'd planned. Um, Things didn't seem to work out, but um, but are you going to be available um, tomorrow sometime? I'd like to talk to you a little more about the uh, um, about the blogs. We're loaded until probably another three weeks. I book out about three weeks in advance, and I run a very very tight schedule. I work fifteen hours a day. Well, that's the same thing you were doing when we were working with. Billy Belo, so I'm not surprised that you've always been a busy guy. But I've got your numbers. But, um, I uh, I need to. Uh, I just need to talk to you a little more about the uh, um, about the blogs, but, um, because I want to start blogging from my site as well. Perfect. In other words, it's very simple. All you do, in other words, it'll take me about ten minutes 
get you ready to go. So do this if you will. Text me at 561-859-4785 with the subject line Dave Edwards. And I will make Hold on just a tomorrow. second, Roz. My pen died. I need to grab another pen real quick. I think that's the number I've got for you anyway, but I want to write it down again just in case. Can you give me that number to text you again? Sure. 561-859-4785. Okay. And just in the, in the subject line, Dave Edwards, and I will make time when you when you text me, as soon as I respond back to your text, I will. we will make time tomorrow because I really need help, and if you're ready to blog, I'm ready to teach you. All right. Thanks, Nas. I appreciate it. Okay. One other thing that I'll ask you to do, be thinking about the name that you want to call your state blog. It needs to have the following elements. C-L-G-J, People's Grand Jury. Is that correct, Narveen? Yes. So it needs to have C-L-G-J, People's Grand Jury. It doesn't have to be in the actual name, but you need to understand that that's going to be in what they call the slug, because that's how Google finds you. And we want every one of our blogs to have CLGJ, People's Grand Juries, in each one of their slugs. But the right. name you want to be identified with is you can be uniquely yours. So it's like, it's like this. Every one of it is going to be a rose from a rose bush. But each one of the petals, each one of the buds themselves is going to be unique in character. But if you look at them all, they're all beautiful roses. They'll all smell the same, but they will still be unique in character and flavor depending on the brighter and the state that is being represented. Any other That's questions before I leave? Yeah, I have a question. Okay. My question, Stephen, is is what's what happens... We have one CLGJ, that's the one that we've been using, but now we find there's another organization that's using CLGJ, and you had identified a CLGJ.org, and that's a bar attorney. So that's the information that you had sent me. or It's like CLGJ.info or something. That's a bar attorney. So what happens when you have an overlap with the CLGJ? How do we resolve um, that? This is, if we do our job correctly, they will be overwhelmed. In other words, okay. if you see it this way, we are creating a wave, and the little pebbles or the little shells that are in our way are going to get swept away, and we'll okay. control this narrative. Okay, that's great. Music to my ears. Any other questions? Yeah, I, well, I don't have a question. I'd just like to make a comment. Um, your field seems to be in the understanding of controlling apparent behavior through small tidbits of information over and over and over again as far as like apparent conditioning is concerned. My focus and the way that I do it 
is to, I'm looking for the people with the longest attention spans. You're looking for the people with the shortest attention spans. And hopefully somewhere in the middle we can meet and we can exchange the information because I know what you're trying to do, but I just wanted to tell to everybody the manual is not going to be written from a standpoint of small little pieces of bite-sized information. It is going to be thorough and it is going to be in-depth because those are the type of people that I'm looking for and those are the type of people with the longer attention span that we need. Now, I have that's not to detract at all in any way, shape, or form what you're doing. I understand what you're doing because I understand psychology. I'm just telling you that hopefully we'll meet in the middle somewhere and we can, we can work it all out. I didn't get your name, but I'll, I'll make this point. The people that are going to determine the success or failure of this endeavor are people that have the attention span of a gnat. They are the 16 to 20-year-old up through the millennials. The older people, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm 64, 65, and while we understand it, unless we can get the young people who would vote 65% today for a democratic socialist, if we don't get them this time around, we are lost, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I fully agree with what you're saying, and I fully agree with why you have to do it. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying that, that I will be there when their attention span grows out of, in, of, of infancy. Which is exactly what he's roping them in. And I totally agree with what you're saying, because as we educate them, I guess my idea is, we will get them to the point of concern and interest and inquiry. And then through the manual and through the education process, we will grow them up, take them through high school, get them to graduate school, and then make them fully functioning people of the assembly and the grand jury. Correct. Okay, good. As long as we're on that same, as long as we're on that same line, okay, I'm with you. I just didn't want to leave them there. <laughs> yeah. And we will take extracts, right? Extracts from the manual. Yeah, that's so fine. There'll be plenty of sections that you can extract from. The The manual won't be, the manual will probably be what I'm looking at at the moment. will at maximum be maybe 45 to 50 pages. I've got two more sections to do and I've got 36 pages at the moment. Now, the little tidbits that can be extracted for the for the blogs are going to be, or I would suggest be, the understanding of the different jurisdictions of law and the focus and understanding of the difference between Roman civil law and common law and where it comes from. And I've laid that out very, very clearly in the manual already. That is absolutely perfect because I will leave the, the subject matter detail and what you want placed into the what I call the balloon pipe to up to you and the people that have done so deep amount of work all Narveen and your people need to do is tell me what you want and I'll push it out okay that sounds great you might want to mention this since they're getting ready to leave I did. any other questions before I take off 
I'm so grateful that you took the time to uh, address the assembly here. We're very thankful for that. What the work that you're going to be doing is going to be invaluable for this restoration. And I truly understand and appreciate and really admire how much you love America to do what you're doing, Stephen. Thank you very much. You're doing it not only for the common law, but also for the unity through solutions. And that uh, is phenomenal work. Thank you very well, much, Stephen. Well, Narveen, I can tell you this. I have been looking for you for the period since 1987 when I first was advised that there was such a thing as a common law jury and the difference between de facto and de jure. It was only when you came to my attention that I sat down and said, this is real. And then when you let me read the Scalia opinion, I said, I can do this. And all I want to do is be the, the, the mouthpiece that gets your words and your your colleagues' words into the hands of the American people. And that's what I want to do. So thank you so much for taking the time to listen to my strategies. I'm open to have additional people join us. It is a volunteer army, and we love volunteers. Yes, we do. Thanks, Nas. I appreciate it. I'll talk to you thank tomorrow. Thank you, Steve. Okay, guys. I love you much. Thank you. Good. God bless Bye. America. Good night. God bless America. We um, have a motion to, is there anything else we want to remind you again on Thursday? Get on the call on Thursday. Let us know. Let let uh, Chief uh, uh, Marshal Gass know about, um, about who's going to be on. Let me know who's going to be on. Please get on the call so that Michigan feels that Illinois is active in their involvement in seeing the assembly grow forward. Um, uh, yeah, if I, if I may, Narveen, I'd like to just give uh, everybody my contact info in case they don't have it. Uh, if anybody wants to call me for anything. Um, okay, we'll send it to me. Yeah. If, uh, if you, anybody wants to write it down or not or whatever, I can yeah. give it out if you guys want it. Uh, give it uh, out my, again. My, I'm going to send it out anyway, but give it out. All right. My phone number is area code 708-495-3252, 708-495-3252. And my email is marshallgass, G-A-S-S. That's what, it, you know, marshallgass at gmail.com. And uh, feel free to contact me, but I'm going to be contacting everybody eventually, um, you know, just to get a roll call and find out who we have and what positions and, you know, let's make this, uh, I, I just want to make sure that this is structured and we have all the positions filled. Uh, if we have any gaps that we have to fill, you know, that'd be a good uh, part of getting out there and recruiting and finding some people that can fill the gaps that we have. So that's about all I have to say. I yield. Can I say something? Please. Um, we are going through nationally, not just here. We are nationally going through, um, I shouldn't say an upheaval, because that's the word that comes to my mind, 
there are some changes that are occurring, and that I hate that word after Obama, <laughs> the word change. But there are yeah. things that are occurring, and there's some kind of a churning, I suppose, a, 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 a turmoil in a way. It's a good thing. Because what's happening is there's, there's a cleansing going on. There is a direction that's going on. There is a way for people to focus where we are going forward. This happens when there is movement going forward. The difficulty is if we get trapped and we don't move forward. That's the problem. Otherwise, it's healthy to have discussions, even if it's heated, as long as you're moving forward. And I feel very good about this movement forward that we have today. Tomorrow is going to be very meaningful, and the rest of the week there is stuff coming up. Everybody be calm, be focused, and move forward. With that, I yield. I'd like to say one more thing. Um, Speaking about changes happening uh, nationwide, you know, I've been kind of up to date on what's going on with, uh, there's been kind of a split, if anybody's not familiar with what's going on here, that uh, Chief Haywood out in Georgia, um, you know, she's kind of getting, I don't know if I want to say pushed over the side or something, but there's a restructuring that seems to be uh, happening here. And one of the things I, I, I know that gets heated and I, I always try to look at everything from an outside perspective, you know, like I'm, I'm looking at both sides, kind of seeing what everybody says and why they're doing what they're doing. And the judges, uh, Doucette, uh, Hamilton and Roger Dowdell, um, are saying that the, the, the whole structure was never properly formed and that when they were just a, a few a small group of people and they said they needed a chief you know they they selected Haywood to take care of that position and it seems like there you know there's a there, people are having a problem with having a chief marshal in the continent at the, over the whole nation but they're still talking about electing a chief marshal and a training marshal and an ops marshal and you know all these different positions which I think is a great idea but let's not – one of the things that's really bothering me about this is how there's a split and how one side, the people that are back in Haywood are saying, oh, you guys are a bunch of idiots, and those guys, you know, back in everybody else is saying, no, you guys are a bunch of idiots. The problem that we're having here is we're dividing, and everything was going so smoothly just until a couple weeks ago, and now it seems like there's this big rip in the whole, in the whole de jure across the whole nation. And I think that's a bad thing. And I think if there's going to be changes, they should happen. You know, we should integrate them. And that's just the way I, I'm looking at this whole situation. Um, you know, when, when everybody splits off and gets mad at each other, well, I mean, you know what happens then. It, everybody loses. So I'm just asking everybody to keep an open mind and, and not necessarily choose a side, but make sure that, you know, step back and look at it. And as far as I'm concerned, you know, everybody should be making an effort who has the means to do it to get Haywood and uh, Bruce to high-five each other. So, because, it, we, you know, we the whole movement can't afford this kind of, uh, I, and I don't want to say movement, but the whole uh, the whole nation can't, can't afford to split like this. And uh, I don't know, with that I yield. I, 
I don't I know if I really had a point. I just wanted to get my feelings out there about it because uh, it was kind of disheartening uh, when all this happened after everything was going so smoothly. And I know it had a lot to do, uh, you know, well, I don't know if it had a lot to do with it, but one of the one of the trigger points that, from what I saw, was Haywood saying she was going to come to Illinois. And that kind of caused everybody to kind of raise their eyebrows and go, wait, what are we doing here? Now, it didn't happen, obviously. And I don't think she should be punished for it because it didn't happen. And maybe maybe she was out of line, maybe not. Uh, you know, that I just think, uh, you know, she... I don't know. I don't even know what to say about it, but it, it's it just bums me out that you know we're at this at this situation, and I think we all need to unite back together and and kind of get through this whole thing, uh, restructuring together, and not break off into factions or anything like that because that it's over then. You know, it'll it it can't recover when half when half the when half the people go one way and half the people go the other way. You know. May I approach That's the all. floor? Sure. Um, you weren't involved. I was involved in the very beginning. Um, and I'd like to just give a little bit of background for everyone. The uh, When Marshall Haywood came into the picture was after Florida had a shenanigan. What happened in Florida was a U.S. A Continental Marshal was arrested by the deputy and he was mouthing off. He was just being obnoxious anyway. And he told the deputy that uh, the sheriff that um, he's a U.S. marshal. He forgot to say that he's a continental marshal and he didn't have any paperwork or any oath or anything with him, any identification. And so he was put in prison and then he was released on bond. And so all the national people, the judges and everybody got together and said, we need somebody to make sure the oaths are okay, to vet the people and keep a roster. That's all. That, and Haywood volunteered to do that. That's all her job was supposed to be, was to be a kind of um, uniting just for vetting and to keep sure that the oath so that what the fiasco that happened in Florida would never happen again. Nowhere in our Constitution does it say that one person is going to be in charge of everybody. The states are responsible. It's the United States of and or for America. Each state has its own republic. And so it went Somewhere along the line, it went out of control where somebody, one person started taking a lot more than was um, supposed to be, that she was assigned to be. All that's happening now, which is a good thing, is that we are reverting back to the original focus, the original of what the de jure government is, which is the original constitution, and what our basic laws are. We're never supposed to have one person in charge of everything. That's never supposed to be like that. So, um, yeah, if, uh, go ahead. I'd like to comment on that. Um, I think Haywood was doing a bang-up job of vetting, and, you know, the, the, the role that she was given, from what you say, I think she nailed it 100%. Um, Maybe she tried taking on too much, but obviously everybody's got to go through assemblies. As far as the guy in Florida, 
you know, holding a beer, yelling at the cops, saying he's a marshal and all that. Um, you know, being a marshal, uh, you know, kind of look at it like a position of, uh, of of valor, I think, because we all took an oath to do something and protect people and protect truth. And you got to take that seriously. You know, if if we're going to be people that are running around getting hammered, mouthing off, I mean, that's not, that's not, uh, those aren't actions becoming a, a continental marshal, you know, that's just not, it's, you can't have people doing that. You got to kind of think of it like uh, it's a it's a position of uh, respect, and you have to have respect for yourself and self control. Um, I I don't know that as far as that's as far as Florida goes for me. But what she's doing with vetting, one of the things that I know those guys were talking about was taking care of vetting and oaths on the county level, and I, I honestly I think that's a huge mistake because there's over 3,000 counties in the United States, and we're going to have 3,000 different vetting processes. And nobody's going to know. I, I understand that the structure for a county chief, a state chief, a regional chief, a national chief, this is what they were talking about. They were do, talking about maybe doing five or ten states for a regional chief and then a national chief. And that's all for organization, uh, for mobilization. And that makes total sense. But as far as vetting goes, I think it's a big mistake to have that on a, on a separate county level, just, just because it's going to, nobody's going to know if you're a regional chief and you call a few state chiefs and say, Hey, I need some guys. And then you call the counties, you have no idea who these guys are and how they were vetted. All right. You know, so I, I'm against that. I think vetting should stay with Haywood. I think she should keep doing what she's been doing, and, and she's been doing a great job. Um, and that's all I have to say. Um, may I push the floor, please? Please. Okay. There's the part of the reasons that are coming up, and she was very good at that. But part of the reasons that are coming up now is there's been a lot of uh, discrepancy of what is fact and what she's saying which uh, some, I mean, translates into lies. There are things that are occurring and comments that are being made on public media that is really unbecoming of anybody in our restoration. And remember, it isn't just about one person. The entire restoration has to keep a certain dignity on as we are moving forward. And there's certain things we just cannot see happening. The last comment that went out that she's going to go out and get people's scalps is shocking, and it's a stunning unprofessional violation. Greg says unprofessional. I use stronger words. You don't say things like you're going to go and get somebody's scalp. I don't care how good she is. She doesn't know the decorum, but that's my personal opinion. The judges have uh, have checked her facts that she was saying according to her facts. There should be 1,600 or 1,800 marshals. There are not even more than 100. So there's a lot of issues there, uh, Robert, that uh, will be coming out in front that I don't think that you are fully aware of at this point. So what we need to do is just keep, again, the focus of the restoration of where we are going and the original intent of what our Constitution and what our Republic is about. And one person cannot 
own or cannot be responsible of course for not. all the all the marshals not gonna happen. We're too independent anyway. All the Americans sure. are too independent. We're not gonna go with that. Anyway, it's getting a little late here and if I'd make a motion that we if we have no further information, I'd make a motion to uh to close and uh, end it. I'll second that motion. Is it okay? Meeting adjourned. A meeting adjourned. Thank you again, Robert. Bye. No Everybody problem. have a good Bye-bye. night. You too. Bye bye. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.